Hey, this is Molly popping in before the show to let you know that we have Patreon-exclusive episodes for $4 a month, as well as a few other little snippets and Patreon polls. We also have some new merch added to our merch store on Teespring. We've got t-shirts, masks, mugs, and tote bags. So check it out if you've got a couple bucks burning a hole in your pocket. All right, on to the show. Yeah... No. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. What? Yeah. I don't. I've never. I. You. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. That really. Oh, hey. Kind of grosses me out. That was so organic. Thank you. Hi, I'm Katie, and I'm okay with being the only woman in the world that doesn't mind going on a first date. Hi, I'm Molly. And I don't know what's up with everybody else in the world. I don't watch the news much, but 2020 has been an amazing year for me. I've enjoyed every second. Hi, I'm Annie, and I once showed up to a Tinder date only to find out that the guy simply had no teeth. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember, I remember this date. <laughs> uh. What a time. Uh, <laughs> what a time. Annie, welcome back to Yeah, No, Yeah. It's been four years, and we're so happy to have you. Has it really been four years? Wow. To the day. It, well, not to uh-huh. the day. Or like nine days ahead of time. Katie's Whoa. doing her typical Italian exaggeration, but it was actually November 2016 wow. when we all recorded. Trump, if you'll recall, had just been elected. Oh, okay. And the three of us were super single. So there's this beautiful yes. poetic symmetry to the fact that wow. we return to you like sea turtles returning to the beach where we first hatched to lay wow. our eggs uh, in your brain. Um, and, to harvest, <laughs> and to harvest from you uh, more wisdom about dating. This is our oh, dating Lord. episode for our Womb to the Tomb series. So we're going to be focusing on what it's like to be dating. And I especially want to focus on this tricky period. Uh, I'm in my early 30s. Annie, you're still in your late 20s, right? 29. Just turn. 29. So this is the time where I feel like people are really making big decisions. So it's like dating where you're like either dating uh, and fielding a lot of annoying questions about when you're going to settle down or you're dating with the thought in mind of like, I really... I want to get off this market. I want to get off the sinking ship. I want to, I want to move on. I want to get married. You want to get off the apps, which is what right. I think Absolutely. the kids said. I want to get off the apps. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when we recorded back in 2016, three of us, as I said, were very single. I had just gotten out of a really long relationship. Yes. We had to. Yes. Um, Katie had just broken up with her now fiance. So um, <laughs> she got to um, I like to come Full circle in my life. <laughs> yeah, and so were, we were we all on Tinder. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. We were all on Tinder at the time. Okay. Remember the time the three of us uh, all went on separate Tinder dates. <laughs> that was very fun. Wow! 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 We, uh, we all scheduled <laughs> dates for the same time at the same bar, and then uh, Katie and uh, Annie's dates went really well. Annie went off into the night. And Katie yes. uh, drunkenly was like, I had, I didn't like the guy I went out with at all. I got rid of him. And then Katie was like, oh, wow, my friend Molly is here. How about that? And then um, <laughs> I hung out with uh, Katie and her date for the rest of the night. Yeah, that and was great. And how did great. it go? Fun. Um, I didn't like him at all. 
tall. <laughs> I was, you remember this guy. He was the short one. Oh, he With had, the, he, uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> knuckle tattoos, Katie? He had knuckle tattoos and he also like used small hands as a prop. What did the knuckle <laughs> tattoos say? Oh God, I don't remember. <gasps> Hello, love. Oh, oh no. no. Speaking of someone gross. Oh, hello. <laughs> uh, Katie's fiance just snuck up behind her on uh, the Zoom call. To do what men are meant to do, which is bring me another glass of water. Cheers. Cheers, everyone. And, and punch me. Thank you. Cheers. I have a little wet bag of uh, baby carrots. Molly. Molly. We're all having the same amount of fun. Um, so, okay, before we get too deeply into all of this, because I want to talk about, like, what we've learned about dating, because now we're all, uh, Katie's engaged, and Annie and I live with boyfriends that we met yep. on dating apps. So Absolutely. I think that we are in unique positions to impart a lot of wisdom. Yes. Mm -hmm. Or maybe not. Maybe just learn from our mistakes. Learn how not to be us. Um, but before we do that, Katie, tell the people about the exciting additions to Teespring. So on teespring.com, link in our bio on the Instagram page, but I'll also, I don't know, maybe I'll reiterate it at the end of the episode when I figure out what it is. We have our Womb to Tomb collection, which is this gorgeous poster done by Billy Buck of Austin, Texas, dear friend of the show. Um, we're in a graveyard. It's multicolored. I released it in long sleeve, short sleeve, any color you can dream of just five colors, but close enough. Black, white, purple, green, pink, um, as well as tote bags. And perhaps the most fun, the most of the moment, a la mode, is the Yeah No Yeah masks that have our former design by Isabella Romazzini of the Yeah No Yeah mouth on a little face mask. We'll keep you safe in these crazy times. And you can look like you have a super huge cartoon mouth. Like me. <laughs> like Katie does in real life with all the time. So, Do you know those those like women who walk into the grocery store with those joke masks where it's like giant buck teeth or just like some very silly I I don't I don't like the the joke like yellow Oh, I haven't even seen that. Don't wear those. That's yeah. a this thing. <laughs> We're here in Texas. Texas it's a Texas thing. <laughs> Uh, when, you're going to, when you're going to Bucky's to get your, what are they called, pierogies? Oh, I was going to say the, the Bucky's Golden Nuggets. Or the Bucky's Golden Nuggets, whatever that Something is. Something like that. Is a golden oh my nugget. God, seeing your door open and you think someone was behind me. I don't know how to drink. read the screen. I'm sorry. Exactly what men are for. Do you, yeah. <laughs> do you want the other glass? Do you have, do you you have can it? take it. There, right. you there you go. Thank you. Yeah. Wow. There you go, I'm glad that you guys have your drinks refreshed. Um, can we podcast now? Are there any more yes. boyfriends scheduled? Uh, my boyfriend is at work. JK, I killed him a week ago. And, um, <laughs> She's wearing his skin mask right now. Right now. So the episode that um, you got that uh, Annie was on is season one, episode 12. It's called Tugboat Annie Hits Austin Hard. I don't remember why we were calling you Tugboat Annie. I think that you've uh, grown past I remember. Or, I remember. Uh, yeah, Annie knows. Go I on. I know. We were at a pool party. This involves, I think, all of us. We were at a pool party yeah. for the 4th of July. Katie famously can't <laughs> swim. 
And you were wearing, fl- you were wearing floaties maybe, or you yeah. were, you had a pool float thing <laughs> and float. you needed to be brought to shore. And I said, I'll do it. I'm a tugboat. And then ever since, oh. this is tugboat Annie. And then I just said, there goes Tuggy, tugging me is. along. <laughs> and I tugged Meanwhile, meanwhile, the pool was all of four feet deep, Absolutely. but I was drowning. Right. 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 But the name stuck. And the name stuck. Uh, and Annie in this episode tugged on some heartstrings, uh, mm. dare I say, uh, with a tale of one of her worst dates ever. Um, yes. This story was really uh, impressive. Um, I remember you saying when you got on the podcast that you were nervous because you had never been on a podcast before. It's really cute. Um, but, oh, then, uh, but then you tell this just absolutely uh the story where it's so it was so tightly told and so compelling like listening back to it to get ready for this episode I was like Mm -hmm. is she is this the moth is she a professional storyteller um but the but the story was about the guy if you'll remember who uh made you drive to his friend's house you had met at a bar he made you go to his friend's house to find his phone Yes. Um, and then he and his friends had a drink while they angrily quizzed you about what your favorite book was. You yes. answered Angel of Ashes, and they didn't love that response. They hated that. They hated that. And then uh, the piece de resistance was as you were leaving, uh, you were getting into your separate cars, and he said, well, that was shitty. Yes. Yes. Um, I just still haven't to talked it. I feel like if there's anyone listening now who's listening then, I feel like a question in everyone's mind is, oh, okay, you haven't topped it. That's still your worst date. Have not topped it. Still the worst date. I've had some funny experiences and some lame dates, but that was still just the worst. Okay. Yeah. I've had a much worse date since then. Um, Me too. Uh, I was at a, now, <laughs> this is stupid. Um, I went to, on a date to a piano bar in Chelsea um, with a, uh, I want to say, we'll just say kind of a frat bro, bro kind oh, of, no. I guess. Um, and uh, this was like the third time we had gone to this specific piano bar. It was his favorite piano bar. Um, and he was, at one point, everyone was super drunk. It's a bar where it's, the drunkest place I've ever been. And I saw him at the end of the bar uh, giving his number to an, uh, another woman <laughs> he was speaking to. Um, and then a guy came up to me and started talking to me. He's like, hey, what are you doing? Who are you here with? And I said, I'm here with that guy. Uh, and he said, which one? And I said, oh, the one who's giving his number to that <laughs> one. And so this, uh, another financial district psychopath, dollar store, uh, what's his name? Patrick Bateman, American. Yes, yes. Um, he's wearing like a tuxedo for no reason. It was Tuesday. Oh, no. Um, and then he, so he, I pointed to the guy I was on a date with this guy without, uh, asking me anything, just, uh, marched over to this man and just grabbed him by the throat. <gasps> At which point things got pretty tense in the oh, whole car. And they actually ended up both more or less getting kicked out or they were kicking themselves out. It was sort of a confusing mess. And uh, we spilled out onto the sidewalk, at which point I explained to my date what had transpired. And then he was really mad at me <gasps> that I oh. had done something wrong. And when I told Katie and Andrew about this, they were like, well, obviously you should have known that he was going to go murder that 
man. And I'm like, no, that's not, I, I don't think that's a fair <laughs> I wouldn't, that wouldn't have come to mind. No. Oh, it came to my mind. I Molly thinks the best man. of people. Yeah. This is a man I met who I recall had like his, fr he brought a friend and this is funny to mention. He brought a friend who everything she had on was like monogrammed. And yeah. immediately oh, I was like, I, love I need to separate myself from this group. They that seems both, very Southern. They were both wearing vests. It's very Connecticut. They were both oh. Connecticut. Yeah. Yeah. Um, very yuppie vibes. Yeah. Vests over like a plaid shirt. Yeah. You, monogrammed you guessed vests. it. Yeah. L.L. Bean catalog. Molly has introduced me to some of the worst men yeah, in the world. Yeah, I've found Oof. some truly the worst. But um, <laughs> but going back to Annie, um, my favorite thing about knowing you when we were all on Tinder in Austin is that we could always come to you because you had been on a Tinder date with almost the entire male Austin population who was on Tinder. Absolutely. Uh, I could show you someone's profile and you would tell me like, no, he has a tattoo of Yoda on his inner thigh, move on. Or exactly. I would advise against it. He ghosted me. I remember once I was planning a date with someone. I showed you their profile. You yes. said, they ghosted me. I immediately messaged him. I'm not going out with you. You ghosted my friend. Uh, which is very sad. It was very satisfying and very efficient way. Oh, to I love that. Dating. Everyone needs yeah. a friend like Annie who's just gone through and vetted them all. I will say in the year 2020, people are still coming up to me and asking me to vet. They should. <laughs> yeah. She's like, you are really the Yelp review of dating men in, in Austin. Austin. Yep. And she even will provide recommendations of which she did to me. Of which, of which I did. <laughs> three men. Three men. We've shared. Three? Yeah. Oh, wow. Three. Not wow. at once. Not all up together. Well, but three well in some ways um yeah three <laughs> men and she was like you'd like him because of this you would like him because of this and like he's fine <laughs> and actually i think one you didn't recommend but i i said la 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 i do what i want <laughs> <laughs> and you regret it sometimes you have to oh yeah, i'm sure i did i don't remember but yeah. i'm sure i did <laughs> um so yeah. yeah annie uh has done it all and seen it all <laughs> Uh, so I wanted to uh, run some numbers past you guys and see if any of these surprised you. 52% okay. uh, of never married Americans have used a dating app, while only 23% say they have gone on a date with someone from an app. 23% to me sounded low because yeah. everyone I know has been on a dating app. Um, mm -hmm. But then it does kind of add up because I do feel like, okay, 50% of people have been on an app, 23% of people have actually gone out on a date. 25% yes. of people, I think, are cowards. Yeah. Yes. I do know a lot of friends who sign up for the apps, talk a lot, and never go on a date. Ugh. They so just talk. Annoying. They just text. What's the point? Yeah. There's no point. Talking is the least favorite part. Of the yeah, oh, I was, yeah. my biggest rule when I was uh, hit in the apps, and I'm sure I've said it on this show before, is like if we didn't have a plan within an hour, like, hey, let's yes. hang out this day at this time, I was not, I'm not talking to you. I have mm -hmm. a cat and a dog for that. <laughs> the more, the more you talk, the more you build up expectations that yes. are just going to fail. 100%. I feel yeah. like anyone who's been on dating apps for any meaningful amount of time will say the same thing. Like it's, yeah. Just, yeah. it's uh, just a fact of life. Some people 
just want to talk, which is upsetting and gross, but it's a reality of life that we all in the year 2020 during this pandemic, there are a lot of just talking conversations happening on Tinder. As I'm talking to some of my little coworkers who are on Tinder right now, um, they are using Tinder as a way to not be lonely during the pandemic. Um, and they're not going mm-hmm. on dates and they're just chatting, which, you know, I feel for them. I feel like I would do the same thing. I'm so glad that you brought that up because I really wanted to talk about that. This is the part of dating. So my uh, 2020 romance, uh, romance for the ages, really. Um, it's so 2020. We met on Hinge and then um, we were dating and then I gave him COVID. Oops. Um, and then we recuperated to together he got it way worse than I do that's pretty typical for COVID-19 like I was like am I tired I can't taste anything and then he was like really sick for a week and then after he recovered he was like let's flee the city and so he and I quarantined uh together in a house that was (gasps) empty that belonged to my parents um and we quarantined together and then we came back to the city moved back to our respective places and now we've uh, moved in together and that's Love. just how it is. And I feel like I barrel rolled out of dating just in time. Yes. I, I really cannot take the idea of a Zoom date. But Amy, it sounds like you know people who have done Zoom dates. or just- not, not Zoom dates, but I think just, just texting and maybe phone calls. I have a very sweet, sweet little coworker who is perhaps 19 or 20. Actually, I don't know how old she is. Something like that. She's in school and she is on Tinder talking. She was telling me about this boy who she was talking to and they were planning on finally after a very long time of texting going on a social distance date where they were going to wear masks, walk six feet apart from each other in the park. I hear And I thought... And I just think I good say, for that's you. Not for me. <laughs> it's just not for me. It was sweet. No. It was very sweet to hear about and I wish her all the best um <laughs> however i would never do that <laughs> i i've had friends that have gone on zoom dates and i had a friend that was like um yeah i have one specific friend i'm thinking of and it does sort of seem like in her wheelhouse sorry to say um to do something <laughs> like this disgusting and perverse but she <laughs> so they went on like she went on a bunch of zoom dates not all in one night but like spread out and like She's like, you know, we would just play games. Like we would try to draw each other or we would like, um, like, you know, play like a, a categories online. I was like, this is a nightmare to me. Interesting. Yeah. And I like first dates. Like, I actually think my intro I like is not first a lot. Dates I think too. first dates are really funny yeah. and fun and sometimes They're thrilling. Really sexy. They're so thrilling and sometimes haunting. But for yes. the most part, they're thrilling. But a Zoom one, just, oh, no. no. You know what? I just had a thought. I am remembering being maybe 17 or 18 and being on the website Omegle. Mm. Right. The random generated video website. Nasty, nasty, nasty place. However. <laughs> it's like a, just so people know who, who aren't familiar with it, it's like chat roulette where it's like you press a button and then you're in a Skype call basically with a stranger. Yes. With it's a stranger. Absolute, and it's a penis. Bad idea. But it's, it's, it's 95% of the time a penis. However, <laughs> I do have memories of, of 
seeing a cute boy and then immediately showing my face and having a very thrilling five minute or 10 minute conversation. Mm-hmm. And that was actually, I'm, I'm remembering now how fun that was. That was actually pretty mm-hmm. thrilling to have like a fun flirty conversation with a stranger on the internet. Um, and it felt very innocent at the time and fun. So I'm, I'm thinking like if maybe if I were younger, perhaps less experienced and or uh, just willing to go through with it, I, maybe I would be okay with the with the with a Skype or Zoom date. Maybe you it wouldn't be that bad. You know what we should pitch to our uh, friends in Silicon Valley? A version like like a dating app that's just basically Omegle, but for <gasps> people who live in your city. Molly. <gasps> oh my take, God. Take this offline. That is so good. To everyone, this is trademark. Nobody fucking <laughs> Nobody touch use this. It. We trade. No one, don't Zuckerberg these three. We sign the papers. Triplets. We're signing don't even paper. try. We're signing right now. It's called like uh uh. It's called uh like uh, speed date. Oh. It's called speed date. It's called Zoom. If- like Bumble and Zoom. <laughs> Zoomble. <laughs> I was gonna say it's called City Date. City <gasps> Date. It's called uh. It's called eighty percent cocks, but yes, occasionally yes. a real person. That's but what, what I learned. Oh, I was gonna say something very stupid, so cut this out. <laughs> Omegle slash chat realized when I learned <laughs> what um a meat copter was, which is when a man <laughs> spins his penis around yes. and around and around. <laughs> anyway, back to what we <laughs> And around and around we go. Um, while we're on the topic of uh, COVID dating, uh, the New York Times, an article about dating in the time of COVID, um, cited an Everly survey that said that nearly one in four Americans ages 20 to 31 broke quarantine in order to have sexual contact with someone in April when stay-at-home orders were at their peak, to the surprise of no one. No. Raise your hand or say I if you would also break quarantine where you want I. to. I. I. Absolutely I. Well, I tested positive positive for antibodies very early on. I'm mm-hmm. ready to roll. She's ready to roll. I would be desperate to yeah. go out. Yeah. In that, all ways. That also matches uh what came of my uh Twitter poll where 14% of respondents said, can't lock down my booty. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. So hell yeah. I feel that. Doesn't surprise me about our listeners. And I know that you're supposed, to be very, you're supposed to be very, ooh, I would never break quarantine. But it's like people we all have. in restaurants and we all have. And, yeah. uh, you know, people get, well, and people also, the other thing that people are very, open and whiny about is how uh chillingly uh lonely and sad quarantine was for a lot of people and you can't oh my god and still is you can't quarantine the human heart sorry Woo. Sorry. she said or it. the human genitals oh exactly. human genital. that's what exactly. i meant that's what i asked my <laughs> i asked my uh father who is elderly and quarantining and pretty hardcore about being safe and wearing a mask and i said would you were you were you in your 20s would you Mm. have broken quarantine to have a little fun and he said hell yeah (laughs) yeah so 
Billy gets it. He gets it. He gets it. I I was chatting with a friend about her experiences on Tinder. She just got out of a very long relationship and she is on Tinder for the first time during the pandemic, chatting with people, lonely as hell. And she said, I had to break quarantine. I had to meet up with this guy. And so they did. And uh, it went well. And, you know, I think they saw each other a few times, but they both kind of were on the same page about, you know, just have you been safe? I've been safe. Let's just, you know, let's just do this. People like that. I pass no judgment to. It's people that have like big, you know, 500 people parties on an island and that shit is annoying. But no, like two single people who are, God, I've been lonely and I live with my live-in lover and I've been desperate to be out with people. So yeah, that, that gets a no judgment zone from me. It's understandable. Yeah, as long as you're not hooking up with septuagenarians, I say, you've got this doctor's A-OK. <laughs> what if? <laughs> as long as you're wearing a yeah, no, yeah, mask. Mask, exactly. Um, I thought part of, oh, I was going to say, what if part of your, um, your app or your startup mm-hmm. for oh, dating is, um, so you, you meet up with someone or, or you, you're, you match up with someone on the video chat and let's say you click a button to say like, yes, I want to go on a date with you and see you in person. And in order to do so and to go further in the conversation, you have to upload your test results. Of course. Oh, that's perfect. 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 And you throw in your STI results as well. Exactly. All God, the I results. Hope they, I hope they don't come up with a vaccine too soon because this is solid this gold. This is gold. <laughs> yeah. Uh, once again, we have trademarked it. Keep your filthy paws off of right. this idea. Yeah. Even um, even if there were a, a a vaccine and the pandemic is somehow over, to upload test results before being able yeah. to go further in the conversation, yeah. even just you know the, your HIV status, for example, right. in order to meet up with someone, hey, I mean, that's, that's another good. part of dating that I just remembered. Um, <laughs> that all three of us were very. Uh, you know, active, meeting a lot of people, and we were all intensely paranoid about um, sexually transmitted diseases. Yes. It's all, yes. uh, it's, uh, now that I'm looking at it, I'm like, my God, that's like 50% of what I thought about. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, God, yeah. Sometimes yeah, constant 85 testing. plus yeah. percent. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Katie, Katie was. I really had a, uh, look, I was a, uh, mentally ill during that all this whole I was I was about to mention that during this podcast episode and this time in my life I was absolutely going through a nervous breakdown yeah we were I think on a lot of medication yes yeah Yeah, absolutely I was in a very dark place none of us were good but like we were not okay (laughs) look at these fresh little faces look at us now and also if you listen to that episode it really is a testament to the resilience of the human spirit because we were all in a bad place and we sounded fine and it was (laughs) yeah i i listened to it today too and it was incredibly cute i couldn't get over how cute it was yeah um but before we move on from love in the time of covid i wanted to mention that i did see that a lot of apps are update are kind of stealing annie's idea frankly (gasps) Um, Bumble lets users, not the uploading results, which is gold, but but Bumble lets users put what kind of date they want. Like you can uh, put on your profile if you're open to virtual, socially distanced, or socially distanced with a mask. Um, And then Lex, which I had never heard of, is a dating app that caters to the queer community. 
uh, where users uh, can preface their personal ads with COVID-19 or antibody test results. So that's great. They're ahead of the curve. Um, no, it's smart. Yeah, that is smart. Yeah. Uh, another aspect of dating, moving away from the COVID stuff, another aspect of dating that I have found interesting to look back on as far as Austin and now New York is when I first moved to Austin, I was in a relationship and I yeah. cynically, cynically thought to myself, sorry about this. Whoa. Well, the cops are coming. <laughs> 911. <for> <laughs> um, uh, don't have cynical thoughts. They're very strict <laughs> about that here. Um, but yeah, I do remember thinking like, if things don't work out with my current boyfriend, there are more men in Austin than there were at the time. I, I'm from the DC area. And I heard, I had heard tell that the ratio of men to women was actually better in Austin than it was where I was from. Um, and then I did, when I was moving to New York, that crossed my mind as like, oh, that's an issue because in New York, I've heard that there are, um... oh, Annie, are you still there? You're frozen. Oh. Do you see her? She's frozen. No, she's froze. Hold on. Annie? Where'd you go? I'll bet her internet just went out. I'm gonna pause the recording. Okay, <laughs> we're back. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so some, that was something that I thought about was like, wow, New York is so much worse in terms of the female to male ratio. And that makes me a little bit nervous for moving there. But my experience was in Austin, I feel like this is very much men there live up to the stereotype of being kind of stonery, flaky, whatever, don't really yes. care. Definitely not people who I would mm -hmm. consider you know, a uh, long-term relationship or it very much like I'm not getting married ever. It can't tie me down. I need to focus on my music career. Exactly. Um, so, so I did, but whereas in New York, I was, I met way more and a lot of them, as Katie has pointed out, were some of the worst people in the world, but they were very <laughs> interested in getting married or at yeah, least they were. tying you down for, you know, the long haul. Um, so that was really interesting to experience. Um, I saw an <laughs> I saw an article that was admittedly put out by a real estate company, so not the most reliable source. But in 2017, they claimed they put in an, an article claiming that Austin was the fourth best city in the U.S. for finding marriage material men. I don't know. And That's they said who? That they, they says, said yeah, who? <laughs> they said that based on the single to male female ratio. And uh, the cities with the most singles broken down by age and work-life balance. And I'm like, okay, yeah, there are a lot of single men who yes. aren't worried about working a lot in Austin. I don't know if that makes it a great oh, yeah. city. I, I do think, though, that Austin is full of people moving to become a part of a startup to work in the That's tech true. industry. Yeah. Um, a lot that of people true. were very into uh, coding and fitness. I feel like that is a big part of the people that I come up or had come across on Austin dating apps and okay. in general life in, in Austin. So I feel like I can kind of see that. I can see um, how a lot of those people would be marriage material for each other. Not for me, but. I no. mean, I never met Not them. Maybe I wasn't. Right. We were swiping left. Maybe oh, yeah. I was swiping left. Maybe right. I was like, whenever, yeah, the startup types, whenever I see a man with like a profile picture with like a little plane in it, I say, absolutely not. Like, exactly. Yep. Mm -hmm. No. 
Um, yeah, so I would say uh, don't let demographics bother you. Um, I read uh, an article, or not an article, a survey from the New York City Economic Development Corporation where they reported that um, a lot of times you read like New York City's population is 53% female and 47% male. And this is a widely cited statistic that makes it sound like New York isn't a great place for dating. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But uh, that actually, when you uh, analyze the population who were never married singles between ages of 20 and 34, the uh, men actually outnumber women in that group. Oh, well, there you go. Oh, you, gotta, there you go. You gotta look at these things with a magnifying glass. I've never thought to look at these stats, but I'm glad that I'm we glad. now know. I'm glad well, we know. I think my message is that these stats really don't matter. And you should yeah. move to the city where you have the most going on. If yeah. yeah. Yeah, I agree. Move to the city, you'll be the happiest, hottest, horniest self. Exactly. And you will find whatever yeah. you seek. And also, you you are swiping right on what you want yeah. out of the app. If you are looking for marriage material, you know, you may not want to swipe right on a boy with a skull cap riding a little skateboard. Maybe not. And those were the boys that I was swiping right on during our last <laughs> episode in 2016. And I think about that a lot because I think that I was going on so many Tinder dates with so many horrible dudes because I was swiping right on those dudes specifically because I was, I was just out of, not just out of, but I had been in kind of a long-term relationship and the one before okay. that, a very serious relationship where I thought I was gonna get married and got mm -hmm. completely uh, dumped out of the blue. Uh, and I was so hurt by that. So I feel like the people that I was swiping on and the people that I were meeting were not marriage material whatsoever. Right. Right. It was the, sa it was the safer bet. It, it felt safe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah. I, I don't think the through any of us were really like thinking like, let's get married at that point no. either. Right. Yeah. Like I said, we were all like uh, just freshly out of terrible relationships. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and some of us. Freshly back into the same one. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, that wasn't, you know, that was complicated. No, I'm just, I just you want to to know that I'm okay. Right. <laughs> yeah. She's fine. I, I would blink three times if I needed help. <laughs> um, but yeah, my favorite recent update, uh, Annie, from you, from your dispatches from the world of Tinder, I feel like this was like a year ago, uh, a polyamorous influencer couple that you and I both uh, follow, Brittany and Connor. <laughs> yes. um, that's a lot of what you find in Austin, by the way, is polyamory is oh, really God, yeah. taken off there. It's big. It's big. It's big. big. It's huge. Mm -hmm. I remember like seeing profiles where it was like a man and a woman, and the woman was like heavily pregnant, and she was getting more pregnant as you swipe through the pictures. And, like pictures were like from their baby shower and I remember <laughs> and I remember sending screenshots of this to Katie and that was the best part let me just say that was the best part of being on dating apps was sending screenshots to uh Annie and Katie that was yeah, absolutely that's absolutely. the part that I really enjoyed but I remember sending it sending the, a screenshot of that to you Katie and you were like they already have a third and I threw up and I said God, yeah, that's what's up. It's like, oh, we want a three-way. It's like we're already having one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Oh, so good. 
Um, so so yeah. I remember, I can see those pictures in my mind's eye right now. <laughs> yeah, and I did just say gross. <laughs> and I say that in a spirit of no one should care what I think. Yeah, right? and also right. some right. things are gross and it's okay to say it. And also I have, you know, my, my own feelings that I have to be honest about. <laughs> um, but yeah, so polyamory is so popular there. Connor, it really is. Uh, Connor and Brittany are uh, all over Instagram. Annie, you look like you have something you need to get off your chest. Molly, I am so glad you brought that up because I was going to bring that up too. Okay. Um, I, <laughs> they, <laughs> yeah. offer, they offer, uh, uh, through their in Instagram and YouTube presence, they offer basically dating coaching uh, for right. people. I guess it's for people who would be sort of similarly minded hippie types. Mm -hmm. um, Brittany, uh, Connor and Brittany started out as a, just like a couple offering, you know, this kind of like how to like really communicate really authentically, blah, blah, blah. And uh, then they would talk about their polyamorous experiences. And then uh, Brittany got uh, pregnant. And so they were talking about what it's like to be a, a pregnant couple, like the one I saw on Tinder, um, who are actively uh in sexual relationships uh and even potentially romantic relationships with other people they're also vegan they were also fruititarians they had a lot of vectors going on um that annie and i are very interested in yes. um and then annie told me i was like we were talking about them and then annie informed me that she had matched with connor on tinder <laughs> it's like yes her streak continues yes and at this time, I think I had, I think I had just come across their Instagram slash YouTube profiles, didn't know a whole lot about them. And at the time I didn't connect the dots and I just knew that I had swiped right on a somewhat attractive looking, very hairy, long haired man <laughs> in Austin. And I swiped right because his profile was incredibly hilarious. Um, probably four paragraphs worth of uh, speaking about authentic communication and whatnot. Lots of palm tree emojis, oh, um, heart emojis. Um, and I had swiped right just to have a, a, a weird ass conversation with him. And he had sent, I remember he sent me a blanket statement that he obviously was copying and pasting to everybody he matched with um sure. and i tried to mess with him a little bit i don't remember what i said but i remember <laughs> really trying to mess with him and he ended up unmatching me and it was only then that i realized that was connor that was connor of connor and Brittany. And what a dumbass I was for doing that. He knew that, that you weren't communicating authentically. I was not authentic. I was not Let being a man, like, I was not being When wrong. men are like that, <laughs> and ladies, tell me if I'm wrong, they want to lead a cult. Like, they're waiting to be yes. cult leaders. They're waiting to be Manson vibes. Like, I can't, I don't want to talk what's, to those boys. Yes, but what's funny about this couple in particular is that Brittany rules their world yeah. she runs the show she really does yeah. and it's very funny to be i'm absolutely obsessed with this couple and i see them quite often at places like trader joe's sprouts barton springs etc um, <laughs> um and what's funny about this couple because they have this entire series they make their living making these videos on how to be a good couple they're not really together anymore which is very funny oh, brother. connor moved out because britney's live-in lover bridget who the three of them were all living together 
Bridget uh, was taking over Brittany's life and Connor was pissed and Connor did not get along with Bridget and he moved up. He, um, they just uploaded a new video, which I watched, of course, a house tour. <laughs> They're living 0.5 miles away from each other. Um, so that uh, after his 5 a.m. Barton Springs swims every morning, he can go over to their house to pick up Ilya, their child, they, Ilya goes by they, um, so that they can spend time with Connor and Brittany somewhat evenly. Um, but it is just, yeah. it's so delightful to me that a couple that is so passionate about how polyamory <laughs> is the right way is um, they're just not doing well. And I just, no. whew, I love it. I love so, it. According <laughs> to them, they're doing great. I remember- According to them, they're doing great, yes. In the video where they announced their breakup, uh, yes. Where Brittany said, we're not breaking up because there's nothing to break. Exactly. That's the whole thing with polyamory is that- Right. Um, love is forever. Love is forever. I don't know. Yeah. It's very- I, I had a, one of my very first tweets was uh, you're I great may. on twitter by the way thank you so much yeah, uh, everyone please fan. follow me at perfect woman <laughs> uh, perfect woman 666 um one of my first tweets was polyamorous people are just copying my brand which is a uh, big slut mm. and i <laughs> stand by that statement to this day and i'm not shaming i just uh the, the message is in those videos that Annie is talking about, I think. I, I think I think that what we're all saying, I feel like polyamorous people would be very annoyed by what we're saying. But That's okay. Like Absolutely. What we're communicating is that we all have the same cynical perspective. Yes, you're right. That, yes. Uh, my, my stance has always been uh, maybe monogamy isn't natural, but jealousy is. Uh, and yes. I just don't believe in people enough <laughs> to think that something like that works. I feel like you just totally fair. Mm -hmm. I, uh, I like what polyamorous people say about like, you can't possess someone else. But yes. I also think that you also maybe don't want to share someone else. Yeah. yeah. And you yeah. can feel those things at the same time. There are and only I bet so many you can hours do both. Yeah. Yeah. I bet people who are polyamorous would probably say, that jealousy is a totally healthy, normal part of it, which mm -hmm. I agree. I think you can't right. escape that little green-eyed demon. Right, right. And although Connor and Brittany are not this, I will say that the vast majority of polyamorous couples that I'm aware of, uh, it's almost always two girls and one man. And isn't yes. that interesting that that's the dominant ratio? Huh, mm -hmm. what a surprise. It's almost like, it's like what Katie, it's a, it, a lot of times I feel like the man in a polyamorous relationship is what Katie's talking about, where it's like, you're trying to start a cult. You're not in a polyamorous relationship. You're yes. in a failed cult startup. A failed cult startup, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but something that we have never <laughs> paid any attention to, which I'm very proud of us for, but that I've recently developed just a teeny, tiny teaspoon of sympathy for is talking to Andrew, my current boyfriend, about his experience on dating apps. Uh, and I feel like uh, we all have a rich rainbow of experiences that we've had from Tinder. Many of them awful, some great. Sometimes mm -hmm. you've had a great date and maybe it's oh, yeah. fun, but it's fun, whatever. Right. Men, uh, there are way more men than women on dating apps yes. as a rule. And uh, I've talked to many men who said that they, and my boyfriend is among them, who said like their experience with dating app is uh, dating apps is 
typically when they match with someone, it's uh, a sex worker or a robot. Yes. Yeah. And that's what they encounter. My I've never encountered that on a dating no, app. No, no, we wouldn't. No. Um, Andrew, my Andrew, sorry to say, Andrew, volume one. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, when I say my Andrew, I mean it's the same Andrew. Um, yeah, he, he would tell me that it was a bot all the time. And at one point, my um, Tinder, you know, bio was clickbait because I thought that was funny. That's funny. Yeah. Thank I mean, you. maybe I should get back on the app. I mean, <laughs> should we all give, get back on? Give the boys something to live for. I'm getting really nostalgic and yeah, I miss the talking to you guys. Um, Mom, what's really I love you. <laughs> <laughs> what's really interesting is that you you said you used Hinge, right? Which I feel like came somewhat after I started Same. or stopped using, I guess, dating apps. I think Same. I downloaded it and used it maybe briefly. But one thing that I wanted to talk about with Hinge, the reason I didn't quite like Hinge is because there was too much talking. There were too many questions to answer. And I was being very turned off by people's dumb answers. And I was judging <laughs> people. And then my, well, my friend called me out and she said, so would you rather just judge people based on their face? Based on their face? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, yes. Yes. <laughs> I, I would actually. So yeah, I experience, why did you like Hinge uh, I more than always, Twitter and or Bumble? I, always, I never like Bumble because I always find that the men on there are too bro-y. Yes, um, I agree. No, I don't know. It's just something about this Bumble's like, oh, we're the feminist dating app. Every dating right. app is the feminist dating app because women have the upper hand always. Oh, right. Um, so I always liked that. So with Tinder, the only thing that I would say was a real difference between, is that um, on Tinder, the assumption is that you're looking for booty call. And on Hinge, it's like, we're going to go on a date. Right. Um, mm. There's way fewer people. And if people on Hinge say, like, they don't want anything serious, like, they're very... People are very upfront, like, what, check yes or no. Um, it just felt very, like, early 30s, what's up, let's yes. all put everything on the table, let's flip over all our cards, whereas Tinder, it's truly a crapshoot. Yes. And I do remember the same, the piano bar guy, I remember him saying that he assumes girls on Tinder aren't, like, serious or looking for anything, and, like, he thought less of them. He was a judgmental, evil bastard. Um, whereas on Hinge, it's like, oh, you're a nice girl. You're on Hinge. And I was like, I'm on both. So I'm, I'm evil in many ways. <laughs> I've got both on either. Um, yeah. um, so with Hinge, uh, it's okay. Hinge, it's like there are the little questions to answer, but it is just three. Like, and I feel like that is. Oh, that was too many for me. That's three too many. That was three too many. <laughs> I feel like with, see, you got so good at just reading everything about someone from yeah. very little information. Not everyone mm -hmm. has your uh, experience and your intense acumen when it comes Fair. to dating profiles. And that I feel true. like for um, dunces such as myself, <laughs> uh, it really helps to have just like that 30 extra words to yeah. piece someone together. That's fair. That's fair. Does anybody remember coffee meets bagel? Never I, used. I used it briefly <laughs> and everybody thought it was just for Jewish people. Yeah. What? Oh, yeah. The bagel yeah. part. The bagel part. 
Yeah, no, I did find that it was very hard to use and that the people yeah. on there did tend to be like PhD doctor. Type. Yeah, I yeah. knew someone, a friend of ours that used it, Joy. Right. And she found her husband, now husband, from yeah. that app. And she, but she was like, um, she's really smart Harvard grad. I think she like was like, it's business and it's right. pleasure and it's both. <laughs> wow. um, I found it not pleasurable in the slightest. My feedback and Coffee Meets Bagel, what's really fun about it is they can, is that other users who dismiss you, who say, no, no, can leave feedback about why they didn't pick you. And I don't remember exactly what my profile said, but I went into it with the same jokey little attitude that I always have for everything. And uh, people, several people wrote about me that they couldn't take me seriously. Oh, okay. oh I would love to get dragged on that app. <laughs> is, that, yeah. I'm rem is that the app where you, it's if you pass someone within like a certain proximity that you can match with them? Uh, I think that that used. Oh, that used to be. Am I remembering that I'm right? I'm not sure. Hinge. Or is that? Um, I thought that was Hinge and also Grinder. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Annie, once again, you're thinking about Grinder. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Annie's favorite app is Grinder. Annie's favorite. I app get is confused. Grindr. It is Grinder, of course. Um. So that wraps up about everything that I thought was. I have questions to, to touch on. But yeah, uh, for those of you who don't know, in the earlier permutation of our podcast, Katie and I used to always take listener questions. Um, so I thought we'd uh, re revisit that. Let's. Let's. Questions. I'll start with a, an easy one. All holes on first date. This is oh. from Gatlin Miller, and I'll even give his address here because he deserves to be shamed. But all holes on a first date? Why not? Yeah, most yeah, holes. Yeah, I would for say. Me. Why not? Do yeah. what you want. Do what you want. Yeah. If the first um, date is the last date, then what do you get to lose? There we go. No there we go. holes barred. <laughs> oh. She's good. Um, <laughs> how do you not be, but debilitatingly nervous for a date after not dating and staying single for three years. So how do you not be debilitatingly um, nervous? Well, Katie and I used to always just be very drunk on first dates. That's Annie, how. Uh, me as well. Chiming oh. in as Annie. I, yes, absolutely. <laughs> okay, Annie, I thought I remembered you being someone who would like nurse a blown star. On the date, yes, but the hour before, I was taking shots. Absolutely. She was a shot girl. Oh, yeah. yeah. On the date, I would definitely try to take it easy, but that's because I would show up drunk, absolutely. So. Okay, so um, that's your answer. That's your answer. <laughs> it's, I mean, honestly, be drunk. I really if you can't don't think... drink, don't go on a first date. I honestly can't you. think of any better answer. Even as someone who is now, like, kind of sober, Sometimes I say that as I just finished my second. She chugged a bottle. I have not had drinks in a very long time, um, but I really can't imagine. I can't imagine being stone cold sober I, on the very few coffee daytime coffee dates I've been on. I will say that they were some of the worst dates I've ever been on. Yeah. Excruciating, excruciating. Yeah, yeah. 
My boyfriend doesn't drink, which I remember oh, right. thinking was a deal breaker. I used to be mm-hmm. like, I'm not gonna, I don't know you if right. I didn't get shit faced with you. Um, but uh, I don't know, time changes a lot of things. And I've also realized that some people are capable of being there themselves. That, yeah. Yeah. That, that yeah. Helps alcohol, which is weird and just something I've had to learn to deal with. Yeah. Even though I don't it's love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, honey, I don't love it. Um, and our final question of the evening is, I'm a cis-het woman, dot, dot, sorry. But what's the ideal outfit for a first date being a woman like me? Apologies accepted. Yeah. Um, I think that, why am I talking? Katie, you tell them. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> My ideal out. So I think that this like what was your classic. go-to? My go-to was always a black bodysuit, really deep cut, so boobs, like really tight black pants, huge six-inch platforms, leather jacket. Didn't matter what the weather was. Oh no, summertime. It didn't. Summertime, didn't Austin, Texas, hundred five degrees. You saw it. It Absolutely. happened. It happened. Absolutely. <laughs> You're never fully dressed without a thick layer of sweat. Yes. That's what I say. That's, that's our postcard from, from Austin, Texas. <laughs> um, I, I agree. I'm also with the, some sort of black shirt, depending on the weather, mm-hmm. maybe. Uh, I, I will say my boyfriend now, I remember my first date outfit with him was a black turtleneck. Which I thought was very—he told me that was very sexy. That I—I can picture you in that exact outfit. It was a very tight black turtleneck, somewhat Mm -hmm. see-through. I was wearing a black lace bra underneath it, but um, a black turtleneck, black jeans, and I think either a black leather jacket or a denim jacket. And and can't—you really can't go wrong. That's like that is the. I also learned not to. Well, this is stupid to say. Wear whatever you want. But I tend to always look a, a little overdressed because I do wear big shoes. Um, so I learned not to wear too much makeup. Like I wouldn't put a red lip on, even though maybe on like a yes. second or third date I would. Um, again, do what you want. But for me, it was sort of like maybe yeah. this looks a little too uh, much. Yes. Yeah, I feel like uh, the, the few times that I did try to put a lot of effort into what I look like, I regretted it immediately. Um, yeah, I will say. You feel uncomfortable. Yeah, just, yeah, don't try to keep expectations low. Yes. Yeah. And start Mm -hmm. with your appearance. (laughs) Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I remember one time a man asked me out, and I really uh, didn't want to think that he was asking me out on a date because I thought it was so, I don't know, I was just like, clearly we don't have chemistry, but I Mm -hmm. was the only one who felt that way. And so I was like, okay, I'm not really sure if this is a date. I know. I'll dress insanely. And I wore like my stretchy sailboat leggings that Katie's had. Oh, I remember oh, this. No. And then I wore like a bright blue windbreaker that was extremely shiny and had a cigarette burn in it because it was from a thrift shop. And I was wearing this baseball cap, which I never would wear. <laughs> and, and a half? Um, yeah, it was Yeah, wild. it was disgusting. And it was a date. And I uh, had to had And you're to like, off well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, I guess what I'm saying is know what you're getting into. Yeah, yeah. dress for yeah. what you're getting into. Don't exactly. dress poorly to make people hate you on purpose, which is what I usually do. 
And like, it didn't always work. And it doesn't always work. Yeah. <laughs> we, we like you more. It only works on Katie. Like Katie's the only person where I'll like sit down across the room and she's like, what are you wearing? <laughs> <laughs> and look, this is coming from a woman who has pink hair at 30 plus years old. So I must say, I, I love the hair. Yeah. Our, our last episode, you had ice queen hair, right? I was, yeah, white white, white blonde, blue i'm sure yeah i remember I was, it, was it was blue it's probably so white that it was blue but it was blue yeah <laughs> so okay i wanted to wrap up this question segment with i just wanted to there were a couple of questions that came up in the last episode that i wanted to revisit and see if you guys would change your answers okay okay i remember uh, a, a male friend of ours katie wrote in and said i'm really into this barista i know you're not supposed to hit on baristas how should I hit on her? And then we came up with this elaborate ruse. Oh no. Like, <laughs> uh, okay, get, you know her name, find her on Facebook, find out where <laughs> she goes, go there, like go to the same show. Annie, you, you had actually a nice idea, which is like, oh, I'm going to the show, will you go to the show? But it was very it like well. a lot. <laughs> no, we were not. We were not well. <laughs> we were not well, and it shows in like the elaborate machinations we came up with for how to make it seem like you were meeting this person. Yep. And I will yep. say to our former selves, I want to revise that completely. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. Any effort into meeting people. My, Those my are the cops I just people. called to arrest us <laughs> to arrest for us what in we said. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, don't put, put, don't put any effort into, um, don't put that much effort, like put effort, like put yourself out there. But that's if it's scary not, effort, that's a scary yeah, amount of effort. We did too much. I'm shocked that we yeah, said that. Absolutely. My advice now would be leave the woman alone. alone. Yeah, same. Yeah, Mine would alone. be like, if she wants to talk to your disgusting body and face, she can. But if, but if she not, if she doesn't make the first move, leave that poor hardworking woman alone. alone. Yeah, and I feel like yeah, with any member of the service industry, you have to wait for them to initiate. Yes, you, you have do. To not bother them while they're at work. That's, no, yes. That's yes. as someone, mind. even a woman, I have had my fair share of bartenders, and you wait for them because their job is to be flirty with everyone, and you also yeah. don't want to assume they like you. Yes, because right. honey they don't i am unfortunately yeah. watching vanderpump rules for the very first time and the one thing that that show is teaching me is what a time to watch that show for the first time it might be the only time to watch i think that it's show. the only time i think that's why i'm giving myself some grace because we're in a pandemic and i say well i can watch no that's vanderpump. smart finally um, this is the first time I'm admitting this out loud. So it's a, this is a big step for me. Um, mm -hmm. But the one thing that show has taught me is just leave leave the wait staff alone. Yeah, leave them they alone. They don't do that on that show? Well, to be fair, it's actually the other way around. The wait staff <laughs> bartenders are the ones who are grossly hitting on everybody yeah, and else. don't and allow each that other. either. Just, yeah. It's, yeah. The, the moral of the story is don't work at a restaurant. Yeah, don't. Or a yeah. bar. <laughs> Avoid it at all. Avoid it at all costs. Yes. Um, oh, God, I just came, okay, I'm sorry. I'm reviewing my notes, and I just came across this other very fun statistic, which is that um, it, the whole thing about, like, there are more women than, uh, there are more men than women on dating apps, except for one, farmers only. There are oh. more women. 
More women? More women on Charlotte. Lesbians. Lesbians. Oh, I didn't think of that. Uh, I was thinking Lesbians. country women <laughs> who want stable men. No, most farmers I know are lesbians. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, all right. I was going to say, if you're going to be a man, be a farmer. But I guess if you're... If you're going to be a woman, be whatever you be, want. Men, be sure. quiet. There we yeah. go. <laughs> okay. So the only other, the other question that really popped out to me from our other episode was the question, um, can you date a misogynist? And we were all in our crazy phase. And we oh, were like, no. yeah, if you like uh spank him and step on his neck and make him never forget me it was just it, it's <laughs> the one part. yeah you're both oh, no. you're both cringing and uh upset at the past um but yeah now i feel like we were all like yeah whatever use him and lose him and now i feel like we're <laughs> like, of, of course we don't have time people. for that anymore. now now we're older we're more mature we're, older, we're wiser we and we say, time. no, you don't have no. time for bad, you don't have time for men and bad men, less time, even more so. No. Yeah, I'm too busy um, checking on my crock pot. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't know were we better equipped to give advice then when we were actually in the mix? I was going to say, yeah. we're not, I'm not so fun anymore. I used I to be. I'm not fun. as fun. I'm not as fun. I'm not as fun. I'm, I too am not as fun. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'm just remembering. I, 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 my current boyfriend met me after that period of my life where I was uh, going through a nervous breakdown and going out way too much. And he, you know, he sees me with one glass of wine and he goes, "Woo! Someone's ready to party." And he, <laughs> he has no, he never saw me at a bar or you know drunk at a show or on a date or in this you and me on new year's eve showing 10 our... bottles deep oh running through the bar wishing everyone a, an earnestly good new year <laughs> <laughs> flashing our breasts absolute photo booths yeah um and that yeah he yeah he has Simpler no times. i feel like yeah he he knows me very well but does he if you uh, don't know that girl you don't know tuggy yeah what a strange, uh, strange I'm gonna time offer a counter perspective. I think that this is the real us, and that yeah. Oh, absolutely. I'm with you. Because I am yeah. with you. We were. I was not on, well. <laughs> we were putting on a fun party exterior to mask our true crockpot. Oh yeah. Sausage selves. Exactly. Yeah, our true selves were. I mean, I'm still wearing mesh on a Monday, but. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the difference. And that is growth. And that's okay. being 31 plus. There you go. But I feel terrible for people in their 20s now where it's like they're being forced oh, to enter into our stage before they're ready. And that's not no. Yeah. And I won't yeah. be for it. Mm -hmm. No, I feel bad too. So if you're listening and you're dating now, I'm add five years onto whatever little mental trajectory you had. Because yes. It's going to take a while to bounce back from. And that's okay. Yeah. I was so freaked out that like, oh God, I'm breaking up and I'm with uh, my boyfriend and I'm like 28. I'm never going to find anybody. And it's just not true. It's mm -hmm. so not true. So not true. Everything can happen. As this year has shown us, a lot can happen in a year and you will have planned none of it. And what? that's the last thing I'll say. Yep. Beautiful. Couldn't have said it better myself. Make a plan. 
Um, and yeah, no, yeah, laughs at you. Yeah. And go <laughs> check on your crockpot. Fell in love with a girl. I fell in love once and I lost completely. She's in love with the world. But sometimes these feelings can be so misleading. She turns and said, Are you alright? I said, I must be fine. Cause my heart's still beating. Come and kiss me by the riverside. Bobby says it's fine, I don't consider it cheating now.